Welcome to Little Detours Shortcuts with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. Today, I want to talk about how to help someone you love who's been diagnosed with cancer. I call this kind of my cancer support shortcuts or uh, kind of a cheat sheet. You know, people always wonder what's the best thing to do or say. Anyone who's had the disease gets asked that. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 1998, and I still remember the best and the worst of times and the people who really stood up for me and the, per the people who really had a hard time with it. So I want to help you do your best to help somebody. First, let's start with what not to do. These are tips that I learned from having cancer and from supporting friends and family members who had cancer. Everyone's different, but here's just some general tips on how to comfort the sick. The first thing is don't flee, don't run away. It is scary, but it's scary for the person with cancer. When it came to friends, one of my dearest friends stopped calling when I was diagnosed. It really broke my heart and I turned to other people and it took a long time for our relationship to be repaired. But don't be the friend that leaves. Write, visit, email, text, call, stay with them for the long haul. And the longer the treatments last, the lonelier it can get. Next, don't share horror stories about people who didn't make it. I can't tell you how many people told me stories about people they loved who died of the same kind of cancer that I had. It's really not helpful. I got to where I'd say, if this story has a bad ending, please don't share it. And sometimes people just got real quiet around me. When it comes to cancer, there are no right words. Sometimes you can only say, I'm here for you, but you have to mean it. You have to be there. Your presence really is the most important thing to be there for the person, even when they're too tired to talk, even if they fall asleep every time you visit, or if they have to keep canceling plans or don't even return your calls, just continue to call, send cards, be present. Their number one priority is getting well, not returning your calls. As harsh as that may sound, you have to start with where they're at, not where you're at. And don't offer medical advice or discourage the person from pursuing the course of treatment they've chosen. You might not agree with them, but respect the choices they've made, whether it's to continue or to stop treatment. You aren't their oncologist. Don't overreact and jump from diagnosis to death. Sometimes we think, oh my God, the person's gonna die. They've been diagnosed with stage four cancer. The person in front of you is very much alive and they need to have hope no matter what the prognosis. And don't blame the person for being sick. You know, maybe they smoked, you know, two packs a day for five years or the whole, their whole lives. We don't need to point that out when they've been diagnosed with lung cancer. Maybe they don't exercise. Maybe they eat too much red meat. We don't need to point those things out. The best thing we can do is love them as is. And don't point out anything that's not flattering. When I lost my hair to chemo, one of my friends, it started, my hair started to come in. It was very tiny, little peach fuzz. And she said, your hair looks like dirt. Now, I don't know in whose world that would ever feel like a compliment. So make sure your words are necessary, helpful, and kind. And don't be afraid of the person. Cancer is not contagious. You don't have to stay far away unless they want you to do so to protect their immune system. And don't say you know how they feel. You really don't. Even if you've had cancer, you don't know how this person feels with cancer. And I had to learn that as somebody who had cancer that just because I might have had the same type of cancer 
doesn't mean I'm experiencing it in the exact same way. Don't ask personal questions that only doctors and perhaps spouses are allowed to ask. Give the person a little privacy. Everybody has, you know, places and, and secrets they just want to keep between them and their doctor. You know, if they want to go public, that's fine. If they don't, that's fine too. Don't promise to do something you can't or won't do. Learn to, to kind of check in with yourself first and say, what am I the best at? If you're not a good cook, don't offer to bring food. Maybe bring takeout. If you're really lousy at uh, listening, then perhaps you, you drop off movies from the library or books. Another thing, don't take anything personally. Cancer can make somebody irritated, uh, tense, sad, angry, resentful. It can make people just tired. And when you're tired, you're not your best self. So just remember the burden of your friendship is on the person who is well. Don't rush them to talk about something they're not ready to discuss. My dear friend Monica ended up in hospice care, and she kept talking about the next treatment she was going to have. And we all knew there would be no more treatments, but we didn't need to tell her that. We just needed to be present. She was only 39. She wasn't going to get to be married and have the children she wanted to have and have the career she wanted to have. But we didn't need to let her know that. All we had to do was love her and help her savor the moment in front of her and every ray of sunshine coming into her room before she died. When you find out someone has cancer, try not to gasp, try not to cry, try to pause and be present for them wherever they're at with it. Now, the do's. Please stay in touch. Email, send cards, call. It really means so much to people. Instead of just saying, what can I do? Sometimes the person with cancer has no idea. They're so overwhelmed. I remember I was. Maybe just throw out a few choices. You know, pick three things that you know you're able to do and offer those three and let them choose which of those three. You can send movies, books, gift baskets, flowers. And if you're going to send meals, make sure it's not in your fancy, wonderful dish that your mom gave you, you know, 20 years ago that you want back. Put it in a dish that they don't have to worry about cleaning up and returning. Make a list of great movies to watch. We did it with my friend Monica. Her sister Jackie made us a list of the top 100 movies. And if all you can do is sit there and watch movie after movie, it's a great way to take the focus off of cancer. You also want to help the main caregiver too. Give them a chance to go for a walk or take a nap or just talk about something besides cancer. Maybe sometimes just being with the person with cancer so they can go out is, is a great uh, refuge for them. You can also create like a phone tree if they need to call people or kind of a food bank of people that can drop off meals. It's hard to ask for help, so make it easy. You know, offer to run errands, watch the kids, hire a maid service if you can, do the laundry. I know so many people help me out. They dropped off my mail from work. They brought movies from the library. My friend Judy stayed with me after surgery and washed my hair. Now think about that. What kind of friend washes your hair for you? in the kitchen sink. But I got to tell you, it feels so awful to have dirty hair when you're not feeling well and to have a clean scalp, man. It was like fresh wind blowing through my hair when I had hair. And then when I started to lose my hair, my friend Sandy held a chemo shower for me and people brought scarves and hats and, you know, they, they made it a joy to know that I had their friendship no matter what. And my friend Jim Carney, he beautiful coworker at the Beacon Journal where I worked. His sister died from uh, cancer, but she 
created her own healing corporation and he shared that with me that she kind of created her humor committee and her beauty team and her waitresses and her head shaver and it helps to kind of divide up those responsibilities and and when people say what can I do you actually put them on a committee that they're good at I put my husband in charge of billing and insurance because I did not want to see any bills coming from the hospital thank goodness I did that because the uh, doctor put in a wrong code and we got a bill for like $16,000 for radiation treatments. And he told me that later, but I think if he would have told me in the midst of cancer, it would have just made a bad day worse. Also, help the person with cancer delegate the duties. They might really not know who they have. You know, I always tell people, if you were getting married today, who would you invite? Those are the people that you should invite to help you with getting through cancer. They want to be there for you. And then listen to people. You know, you don't have to give answers. You don't even have to have any answers. I think sometimes we want to feel like we can be profound and say something inspirational or do something profound and inspirational or have some plan of action. You know, I'm bad at that. Sometimes I just want to get in there and help them do, do, do. And oftentimes somebody with cancer, they just want to rest and be and have you just listen. And no matter what, maybe listen to them cry, listen to them complain. Just let them talk. And it might not be about cancer. It could be current events. You know, they aren't just a patient. They're still your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your friend, your spouse, your coworker. My husband and I created a no cancer zone in our house. We said the bedroom was off limits. We wanted one place where we didn't talk about cancer. And it was nice to be able to go in our room and close the door. And there was a lot of romance going on during cancer, but there was a lot of intimacy and love. And that, that was so important to both of us. And when you do listen, listen with your heart, not just your ears. You know, they're not asking you to fix cancer. You know, they know you can't. They just want to know that you're with them for the long haul. And my husband kept telling me that. We're in this for the long haul. When my hair fell out, he was with me. When I had to have both breasts removed, he was with me. And my friends who stuck with me, man, I can tell you they were they're like my SWAT team in life, and I'll never forget that they were there for me. And I hope I'm there for them. And if you do feel uncomfortable, you know, sometimes it's okay to be uncomfortable, to get out of our comfort zone and to climb into somebody else's discomfort zone, so to speak. The person with cancer is feeling much more uncomfortable than you are. So look past the monitors, the IV poles, you know, maybe the bruises on their arms from the IV, the scars, the bald head. And just remember, the person you love is still in there, as vibrant and beautiful as ever. And the last thing is, if you really don't know what to do, just show up anyway and say, I really don't know what to do here, but I love you and I am here for you. And they're going to remember that. You never forget the people who are, you there, who are there for you. So I hope that's helped you to have a little kind of a cheat sheet to help somebody with cancer or if you're going through it, to have somebody listen to this so they can be a better assistance to you. And I also want to remind you that so many people live long, vibrant lives or short, vibrant lives with cancer. So be there for them. Be there for the long haul. I want to thank you for listening to Little Detour Shortcuts with Regina Brett. You can also hear guests interviewed on my longer podcast. Just subscribe to Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. And while you're there, 
You can sign up to receive weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks again for listening. Now go make something possible for you or someone else.